Welcome back to Boudoir and Beyond. Today's episode, I have my friend Courtney here. She's another boudoir photographer. Courtney, can you introduce yourself to everybody <laughs> and let them know what your Instagram handle is and where they can follow you and all the things? Hi, I'm Courtney. <laughs> I am at Courtney Rose Studios on Instagram and on everything else, actually. Nice. TikTok and everything. TikTok, yeah. Facebook, So if you guys want to follow her, that's where you're going to find her. Courtney and I met on the internet. <laughs> That sounds like a dating thing. (laughs) We met on the internet just like everybody else does nowadays. um, And we just became like super close. We've done a trip to Colorado. I actually went to visit her in Florida a couple years back. That was You shot my maternity photo. Yeah, in the snow. Negative 17 degrees. Yeah, that was uh, a little intense. It's cold. Not what we're used to at all. I've never seen snow like that before. (laughs) Um, And we're supposed to be going to Utah together in March. So you guys better book her because she's super talented and she's definitely one of the people that I recommend if you want dark and moody. If you're looking for something similar to my work, Courtney's your girl. She is in Kentucky right now. Yeah, yeah. So if you have, you know, anybody in that area looking for a shoot, hit her up. Um, Okay, so for this episode, it's going to be a little bit more geared towards photographers. But if you're not a photographer, of course, you're welcome to still stay and watch. Um... Just a little reminder, we are on every podcast platform possible. So follow us on YouTube, Spotify, um, Amazon, and Apple. Um, So anyways, we did an anonymous box because we wanted to ask other photographers questions that they wanted us to answer. Um, So if you don't know what the anonymous box is, I post it on my stories every once in a while. And I let people kind of ask anonymously questions that you know maybe they don't want their face attached to um so like i said these are questions that other photographers have asked and i'm sure maybe even non-photographers but before we get to the questions um i do have a couple of questions for you that are a little bit more so people can kind of get to know who you are um so first question what do you shoot with what brand a canon okay do you know what five okay mark five yeah um do you have a favorite lens Hmm. Probably my my Zoom. Um 25-70. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I love that one. I shoot with a Canon as well. I just got the oh my gosh, what is the new one? The R6 a while back. That's um, right. I love it. It's the mirrorless. It uh there's something about just like getting a new camera. Like the mirrorless? Yes. Is that what makes it? Yes. I think, and I think it's, it's time for an upgrade. It's, <laughs> you definitely should do it. Okay. Um, it's very seamless. I don't know if you before you did boudoir, did you shoot any other type of photography or has it just always been boudoir? Yeah, I would shoot like family, friends, like, you know, seniors. Okay. Just like did you ever for... do weddings or any events? I did weddings a couple times, but a couple bridezillas took me out of the game. Okay. <laughs> um, well, do you remember when you shot weddings and you would have to stand in the front mm-hmm. and you would have to get the bride coming mm-hmm. down the aisle? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know how re- nerve wracking that is? Yeah, like... you're just standing there <laughs> with your RBF. staring at you. You just got your camera and you're just like... <laughs> Let's go. (laughs) We're ready. (laughs) Well, um, I had when I started, I shot with a T3i Rebel like. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Weddings? Weddings, everything. Like, I mean, everything under the sun. And then I upgraded to the I had a 
I think it's a 5D Mark II or 6D Mark II. I don't remember. Um, but anyways, those cameras are really loud. The shutter is loud. Yeah. The the R6 is so quiet. You can't hear and like, it? Yes, you can't hear it. Wow. It's like crisp, like small, just click. Like, so it's like, so, are you even working? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so light compared to the other ones. That, oh, like, that's nice. I had the 24 to 70 glued to my camera all the time. Now I shoot with a 24 to 105. So I have a bigger range mm-hmm. but it's so light compared to the 60s so. i totally said 25 you did say 25 <laughs> i'm like wait now that you say 24 i'm like totally 24 <laughs> i knew what you do meant. i even know no it's just on my camera it's ready to go <laughs> um so you would say the 24 to 70 that yeah. is your favorite yeah, yeah that's a good one but after yeah. shooting yours i'm Oh, that's right. You did yeah. use it. Remember? Yeah, I was that's like, right. oh You're my like, God, I need, I need this. this. As soon as I went home, I bought it. Yeah. yeah. Have you always been a Canon girl? Yeah. Uh, actually, my first like starter camera was Nikon. Okay. Yeah. That was it a point and shoot though? Or was it like a DSLR? No, it was a DSLR. Oh, okay. But I had I... a point and shoot Nikon. Did you? Yeah. And I was like, oh, this thing sucks. It, it was not good, <laughs> right? Okay. And now like anytime I pick up somebody else's like Nikon, I'm like, it's so why? foreign, right? Yeah. And you're like, ew, why are like, you a Nikon person? Right? Like, you sorry, could... now sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I want you to tell me either your funniest or your worst client experience. Oh, my God. I can tell you mine if you want to think about yeah, yours. Yeah, think about it. Okay. So, and I had permission to share this story, okay? Well, shit. <laughs> so, I had a client one time tell me that her boobs... <laughs> and like finish <laughs> um she said that her boobs were like a hammerhead shark because they looked in two different directions oh my god and that oh, memory no. lives rent free in my head ever since she said that i died I'm, laughing i mean and she i'm going to think first about of that all now. she was very comfortable with me i don't you know i would never share a story that a client right. wouldn't let me share and she let me. She was, like, right. fine with it. But I could not stop laughing after she said that. Because I've never heard somebody compare it to that. And I was like, okay, I don't want to say I can see that. but like, That is funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I won't see it any different now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you've ruined me. <laughs> I'm literally going to have to, like, not laugh if that happens now. Because... Oh my god! I, well, I mean, people use humor to kind of, like, get over their nerves. Oh, especially yeah, in boudoir. Like... If you can't like laugh at yourself or right. like something slipping out or whatever, right. like come on. If you can't have a good time, absolutely. Yeah, you have to be. We say you have to be comfortable, but I mean, really, the comfortability comes from us. Like we have to make you comfortable yeah. enough to be vulnerable to do a boudoir shoot. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's definitely like what makes the experience for my girls is like absolutely they walk in and they're like, oh, I like, feel like I already know you. Yes. Or, or it's just like that 10 minutes in hair and makeup mm-hmm. where you're like, you know, making them laugh, getting to know them, bonding over trauma. Yeah. That is like the biggest thing I find with my clients. Like we have some Something sort of past trauma like yeah. that and we just bond during hair and makeup. <laughs> and it's great for all of us involved. It's free therapy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we love free therapy. No, and it helps you just, I don't know, put you in a different mindset and right. get you ready for the shoot because yeah. it is nerve wracking. And OK, that was actually another question I had for you. Have you done your own? boudoir shoot and how many have you done if you have um yeah i've been shot multiple times actually and then i also do my own yeah yeah. i don't even know how many oh for sure Mm -hmm. i used to do them all the time a lot more before i had a baby but trying to get back into them now yeah 
Kidnapped. So, Courtney, yeah. you have a studio in Florida, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of things happen with that poor studio. Oh, poor but studio. she's in Kentucky, like I said earlier now. And so she is about to open a new studio. <gasps> this next weekend. Yay! Oh, my God. It's so, so crazy. So you guys better go to the grand opening. I wish I could be there, but... You will be in spirit. I will be there in spirit, and one day I will come and see you sometime this year. I promise you that. Okay, I want to start... With the questions, um, let's start with the ones that people asked you. And we know that, okay, so another thing, after she closed down her studio in Florida, she did a whole year, it was a year, right? Mm-hmm. Of traveling in an RV, an RV mobile mm-hmm. thing. It was um, an RV. All around the US with a baby. Three months old. Yeah. Well, he started at three months old. So, and four dogs. <laughs> of course, we have a lot of people that wanted to know more about that. Um, so the first question was, what is the best place that you ever took photos while you were traveling? Oh, my God. That's so hard because I... How many states did you go to? I mean... I think we shot in 18, 19 different states. Dang. 18 or 19 in 2023. Okay. Um, And then, you know, we had different ones prior yeah. just to travel out. Yeah. But I... It's so hard to pick just one. Yeah. Because you can't ask a photographer that because no. it's hard to choose. Well, like every client's experience is different. And, and you, the ambiance of like, yeah. where you, like landscape wise. Yeah. So like. Oh, man, I loved the Valley of Fire. The Valley oh, of Fire okay. was great. Salt Flats was fun. It was yeah. just very cold. Like mm-hmm. we, She was out there naked on the sex swing oh in gosh. the middle of the Salt Flats and it was snowing on her and I was like, oh my God, she hates me. But she was having the time no, of her life. the things that She was having fun. Anything for the shot, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> anything. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Um, And then... Where is the Valley of Fire again? Vegas. Okay, that's what I thought. You've yeah. shot in the Valley of Fire. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't remember where. It wasn't. There was, it had another name, so it was some desert. Oh, just out there like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, California was fun, but it wasn't really, like, nature Shooting in Yellowstone was really cool. Oh, just you shot, like I don't remember you shooting in Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Another boudoir photographer, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, we celebrated her 30th on her 30th, or her That's birthday. Awesome. I don't know that it was 30, Aww. but it was her birthday, and we shot on her birthday, and we literally just found random spots in the national park hopped out got naked shot some images got back in and (laughs) kept going it was fun it was a good time so would you say there's a specific place that you would go back and do it again like um outdoors yeah so yeah i think i would definitely go back to vegas okay I just, that's so funny because i'm no i'm didn't not like a vegas valley. fan no i mean like oh, I, I i shot other people and i also got also got shot what? <laughs> bang bang <laughs> um so and when we went it was we went in march so it was cold but it was also hot like it was hot during the day and then cold at night obviously it's the desert right so um when people were photographing me, it was really hot. And so I was kind of miserable a little bit. And you have to hide it in your face when you're in front of a camera. And then you have like 30 (laughs) photographers in front of you and trying not to like, and them telling you like what to do. And you trying not to like step in a certain spot that'll like where you'll fall or hurt yourself or if there's bugs or, you know, whatever. Like that's another thing. Like people don't understand when you're shooting in nature, like, it's not for the week. No. You can ask any of my girls this past year. Like, it is not for the week. There's girls that were out there and 
nothing but tennis shoes just to hike to our spot. Like yeah. it, would, it was crazy. Or they're laying across rocks or, you know, you're looking for scorpions or whatever you're doing. Like, was there anything in specific that you traveled with um, that like you would recommend for your clients? Like maybe like a towel or like that, like extra shoes or whatever um, that you were like, you have to bring this. I... I mean, usually, like, I would say bring a towel, but I, because I love getting my clients wet. Like, yeah. water is my jam. Yes. So, but I always have that on deck. Like, I literally, okay. like, carry, like, a first aid kit and yeah. literally everything they need. There was always water in the back of my Jeep. Mm-hmm. Like, we always had, like, an umbrella. Not necessarily that we were ever using it, but, right. you know, like, I just had all of that. So, not, I don't think I would necessarily tell them to bring anything, but okay. if you are the photographer providing that experience, then mm-hmm. you need to be ready because shit happens. Yeah. Shit happens happens out there and it's you need to be ready yeah sunscreen bug spray I oh, mean bug spray is a big one yes. we got eaten up in multiple places actually Ugh. so but it's always like worth it you know yeah absolutely like, it always and it's comes stuff out we so can good. edit out <laughs> i'm like i know we're not supposed to say that but i mean if you have a rock indent on your butt like that's obviously it, not on yeah. your butt i'm going to take that out yeah. for sure um okay the other question was after traveling what is the best place to live and why after traveling, well, I obviously have to say Kentucky. Because <laughs> that's where she is. <laughs> that's where I landed. Um, I really came close to California and Colorado. Okay. Um, yeah. I honestly landed in Kentucky because it was a feeling. Like, it just felt like home. Yeah. I think that... If what was it about Colorado and California? The weather? For me, that's what it is for oh, those man. two. Colorado was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the energy there. Yeah. California, 100% the energy. Like, yeah. I felt my soul was, like, lit on fire by the, just the city rush. Yeah. And I realized I could not do that. Okay. I could not do that every day. Mm-hmm. But it's a good, like, ooh, light me up, like, when I need it, you okay. know? Mm-hmm. But definitely not somewhere I could live. Like, it took me two and a half hours to go, like, what should have been... 30 minutes every time I got off mm-hmm. or done working. So that was rough. But Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Kentucky's home now. Kentucky's home now. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to get into more of like the nitty gritty that people asked. Um, so the first one, and we can kind of take turns or you can just chime in when yep. you want to, but how nervous were you to start your business? I'm terrified, but I can't shake off the idea to start. Being self-employed is not for the weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> period like at all ever so you have to be un- you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable because lots of things will happen when you start your business that you don't expect mm-hmm. and so i think being nervous is totally normal yeah no 100% um i think that it takes a very determined and driven person absolutely because shit goes wrong at like everything it feels like everything all at once yeah um so i think that you have to want it more and there has to be a passion behind the money because if you can't back it up with absolutely head over heels like loving your job then you're not going to make it past that five-year mark yep Mm -hmm. you're just not and a lot of small businesses fail within the first three years right three to five yeah yeah so um i think nerves are absolutely normal i think you should just ride the wave ride the nerves you have to like you said you have to have passion behind what it is that you're starting and in photography Mm -hmm. i mean it took me i've been doing photography this year will be 13 years um 
And it took me what, like, I think the first five years I shot basically everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. Weddings, seniors, families, kids, um, personal branding, and then finally did boudoir. And I did... Or it took me like five years to finally find my niche, which was boudoir. And right. I was like, wow, I love this. I want to do this forever. Yeah. Um. So trial and error. I mean, like it takes time, a lot of practice. So, yeah, I mean, I just think like you just have to go for it. Yeah. There's no like you have. That's just how it is. And even when you are established, like mm-hmm. it's not steady. Yeah. Like you you have to make the sales you have to be able to put in the marketing hours Mm -hmm. like you don't get to just start a business and let it do well and then fall off like you have to keep your drive or you will sink yeah and things are so different nowadays like I mean I just told you I've been doing photography for 13 years the way that social media has changed over the last five years even like ridiculous so you constantly have to keep up with the way that technology changes and moves Mm -hmm. and you know upgrading your gear or like whatever it may be your education yeah community (laughs) guidelines on social media so um i again going back to the question like Nerves are totally normal i mean if you're not nervous if you're not scared about your goals then they're not big enough yep amen as cheesy as that sounds (laughs) Okay, the next question. How has the business been with the insane inflation rates and people spending less overall? Um, And I have, I mean, I can start off with this one, but um, every election year, it's always just like terrible for anybody in the sales I've never never thought about that. that. Or thought about it, yeah. Oh my God. It's very common. Um, And this year's election year, for those of you that don't know, So we're not going to talk politics, but um, it's, I mean, for me, I don't want to say things are slow. They are slower than normal, but I'm still keeping up with what I need. I'm still booking clients. I'm still getting inquiries. And somebody's busy month can be somebody else's slow month. So that's kind of like a hard question to answer. You have to kind of, I guess, pick and choose like, how much sales you're trying to make, how many clients you're trying to accept or take in a month and then kind of go off of that. Because like for me, for example, when I had my studio, I wanted to have anywhere between four to six clients a month. That was, I didn't want more than that. If I had more, I was stressed out. I wasn't meeting deadlines. You know, like there's so many other things and all of this goes into play once you do get more practice and are into your business for several years. It's just how it goes it's not something that you're gonna know from the beginning and like a good business owner is going to plan for the slower months yeah absolutely you're Mm -hmm. going to be setting that money aside knowing like oh i only have so so many clients this month Mm -hmm. or like i need one more client to make you know this this and this yes like you just tax season is also really slow yeah until they yeah until they get them back yeah right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. people like to wait um, and see, because I mean, a lot of people have to pay money back to yeah. the IRS. So. That's another thing about being a business owner. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Fun times. It's a good time. <laughs> it's a great time. Find yourself a good accountant. Yeah. <laughs> or a CPA that will keep there up you with your stuff all year long. Yes. Um, oh my God. Mine's amazing. But yeah, I mean, for me, like I said, it's not super busy, but it's busy enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not complaining. <laughs> okay. Next question. And we laughed about this one <laughs> earlier, but. How do you hype yourself up when imposter syndrome hits? Ugh. 
<laughs> Listen, we all go through it. Even people that have been in business for years. Yeah. Um, it just happens. Like, I just feel like I just kind of take a little break. Yeah. Like, I just step back and I stop comparing. Like, I have to get off of social media mm -hmm. because I'm really big. Like, I also have to remind myself that not everybody's feed looks like mine. Yeah. So I'm comparing apples to oranges. Correct. Like, nobody else is scrolling like, oh, my God. Becky is doing such and such like you know what I yeah. mean that's mm -hmm. a fake name but yeah <laughs> um but you know it just you have to step back and give yourself some grace yes and then also you need to be confident in what where you've come from and mm -hmm. how much you've grown how yeah how much you've grown mm -hmm. and then just take the bull by its horns I guess yeah. <laughs> I mean with business like it's ebbs and flows like again it's another thing that you just have to learn as a business owner like right. Going from point A to point B. And actually, for those of you that have been following my crazy Instagram chronicles, basically, <laughs> I had to remove like, I don't know, like 80% of my feed the a other lot. day. Too much. Because, yeah, like Too it doesn't much. even look like because I had a lot of stuff, you know, that went against community guidelines or whatever. And does does the community <laughs> even know the guidelines <laughs> at this point? <laughs> Yeah, I think they're just Does like, Instagram trolls. know their guidelines. Yeah. So with imposter syndrome, like it's really easy to start comparing yourself to other people like that, like in the sense of what I just went through. Like, I'd be like, oh, well, this other photographer can post this, this and this. Why can't I? Like, why am I getting flagged? Oh, you know, I, I or, stay right there. Yeah, I stay there. <laughs> we all go through that. I and stay then, mad at Instagram. Or like an idea that you came up with and somebody else used it and they didn't oh, credit you. Oh, my or, God. I mean, that's so all of that. Goes you want to address it. that one? Uh, so I'll, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> if you're going to take a shot off of somebody's profile and you're not going to credit them. You're hmm. wrong for that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I had an instance that, that is where that is an imposter. <laughs> Give your credit. Give credit where credit's due. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in this tight knit community that is photography mm -hmm. and boudoir specifically. Yeah. Like, I know our clients might not see it, but there are people that follow several boudoir photographers and they know whose work is what. Right. And they'll know like, like oh, it's not that looks so familiar. much like the fact that like they're doing it like great. Do it. I'm glad you found my work inspirational. Yeah. But like give me credit because I'm sitting here thinking of all these different ideas mm -hmm. and you're just scrolling your feed and swiping them and throwing them into your next session. And it's just it just feels rude. Like yeah. I feel robbed. Mm -hmm. And I understand like, yes, there's only so many things you could do, blah, blah, blah. But like just give the credit. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, not every shot. I actually but... have something to piggyback on that. I had an experience these last, within the last couple of weeks, where I had another photographer steal my images, like legit screenshot off of my Instagram and use them in their own group. That's hard And hard. that is a big do not do that. Whether you're starting out, whether you've been in business for I don't care how many years, you don't do that. No. If you're trying to do something new that, was something inspired by another photographer mm -hmm. you do a model call and then use though your images your own images do Absolutely. not take other people's pictures and try to pass it off your own or like again not credit them 
which, by the way, you should always ask the I've photographer. Definitely, I've definitely had girls reach out and ask mm-hmm. um, because they like want to do like water sets or something. And that doesn't bother me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you're giving me the credit that it's my work. So when they show up and you shoot that session with them, they're not expecting your, my work. Yeah, what your like, work looks like. They're going to expect whatever you're producing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, don't lead your clients with like false you know, just be upfront. Like yeah. these are not my images, but this is what I'm working towards. Yes. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. just kind of where I'd leave that one. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, that whole situation, I mean, um, we see it so often, like in in photography in general. So just yeah. a little PSA out there to new photographers or old. <laughs> if you've been in this business quite a while, you should know. You should know better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so moving on. This one says, I've always been into taking photography. What's a good mid-level camera to start with? I mean, I guess it depends on what brand you want to go for. Obviously, we're Canon girls, so we're going to recommend Canon. Yeah, I was about to say, well, I guess the one I have. (laughs) (laughs) That's where I am because I would never never tell you Nikon. Yeah, I mean, I started with a T3i, which feels like ages ago, which is a Rebel. I literally bought it on Amazon for like $500 during Cyber Monday when I decided I wanted to get a professional professional DSLR, you know? (laughs) I mean, it was. It was. It did the job. Um, And then I upgraded, like I said, to the 5D Mark II, which that I feel like was more mid-level for me. Now that I have the R6, I'm like, I like that area the most, or I would recommend that one. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't really know too much about other. I'm not a Sony girl. I actually just got the Panasonic Lumix, which is the one that we're using right now <laughs> for the podcast. Um, and my friends use it all the time. They do um, videography and stuff with it. And it's a really good camera. But There's, that's all I know. Don't ask me any more details. They have to be good. There's <laughs> three of them. <laughs> okay. This next one. Are you a self-taught boudoir photographer or did you learn from a fellow photographer? (laughs) I feel like we're we're all both. I mean, yeah. So I've done a lot of I I did several like in-person and online mentorships and workshops. Mm -hmm. Um, When I started photography in general, I didn't like I I was I just picked up my camera and I was like, I'm going to go and practice on my kid, my friend's kids, you know, families and whatever, and just kind of go from there. But when I started Boudoir, I did do an online workshop first um, and then I started going to in-person stuff. Um, So I guess I'm both. Yeah, so I am definitely both. I was mentored starting out and then. Um, I grew my education within like guides and with my equipment, YouTube, actually. Mm-hmm. I think I oh, learned YouTube a lot on YouTube. So good. Like Falern, P-H-L-E-A-R-N. They're so good. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot from them. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I just continued education on it. So as far as like posing goes, I guess I learned a lot of that in my mentorship. And also, I feel like that comes naturally to the eye. Um, I think so, too. Like, But it also comes with a lot of practice. Right. I mean, you don't really know what you're looking at, especially if you don't know how to use your camera. That's another big thing, thing too. Oh, like, yeah. if you don't know your settings, if you don't know your lighting, and you don't necessarily have to have your own studio in order to learn all of that stuff. Because right. when I started Boudoir, I shot out of hotels. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know and that. I, yeah, and I used, like, lighting and everything. Some random person just pulling up to a hotel. Literally, like... 
Yeah, I would do marathons and I had several clients that would come and just like meet me. My hair makeup artist was there. We would shoot and then they would leave and the next person would come because that's, yeah, I did marathons all the time because I didn't have my own space and I was still trying to learn posing and everything. I don't recommend shooting out of hotels. They have terrible lighting, especially, Mm -hmm. again, if you're new and you don't know like your camera settings, maybe you don't even know how to use lighting. Like, I don't recommend that. I recommend what you did, getting a mentor, doing a mentorship, whether it's online or in person, because you can learn way faster and so much more. In the beginning, you're like a child. You soak up everything because it's exciting. It's new. It is. So mentorships, I think, are the way to go. Definitely find somebody that you resonate with. Doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that's in state. You can travel to them. I mean, I feel like I would pick my like top idol like who I like looked up to and that's like who I would want to learn from no matter like what the cost is because obviously one day if I work hard enough I'd be on their level so they're worth the money Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. um but I definitely feel like starting out like education education on posing yeah you can do especially oh my gosh in boudoir yes Yes. two people (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I agree. Um, when it comes to posing in boudoir, um, it's, it's I don't want to say it's very specific. It's very intricate. It is like glorified yoga is what I call it because you yes. are holding a lot of poses um, and your clients aren't comfortable with that, especially if they're not right. athletic. Or they don't, you know, right. do yoga ever. So you can't They're have them there forever. It. Especially yeah. if you're out in the out in the wild too. Mm-hmm. That too. <laughs> like, got them laying start across add, hot rocks. I'm like, like start adding mother nature elements and all of that. But I mean, if you're in a controlled environment, let's say right. you are in a studio, um, you're gonna want to learn from somebody who has been doing it for a long time, who yeah. has like good recommendations by other people that mm-hmm. maybe have done a mentorship with them. Um, and and you just have to like their work also, obviously, <laughs> if yeah. you want your work to look like theirs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all kinds of mentors out there. I've done mentorships. I know she has. So um, just kind of pick who you like the most, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really feel like it's whoever like you resonate with. Yeah. Like that's who you want to learn from because at the end of the day, that's who you're aspiring to be. Yes, yeah. Um, And that can be in anything. It doesn't necessarily just have to be shooting. Like there's a lot of people that I know that are photographers that are really good with um, like client experience, um, maybe even like the reels they make, the captions, they, you know, mm-hmm. storytelling. Sales. All of that stuff is yeah. so different. Right. Because as a, photographer and as a business owner you wear so many hats people that's why self-employment and photography in general is so difficult and why a lot of people quit or they just do it as a hobby mm-hmm. because they don't lot. want yeah there's people more than people the don't realize the hours that go in after mm-hmm. yes like, it's not just like we're shooting you and we get to go home and edit them and that's it yeah like not that editing doesn't there's take prep like, a long time before but, yeah. there's contracts the you, communication big time the, yeah. <laughs> and then obviously you want your clients to know who you are mm-hmm. which actually is another thing that i wanted to talk about i have so many fo- uh, followers that are photographers that i have no idea what you look like because you never post your face you never like go on your stories <laughs> and i'm like you're introducing yourself to me in person and i'm like who are you i don't even 
what is your Instagram handle? <laughs> because you don't show up. I know up. you by your Instagram. Introduce yeah. yourself at Corny Rose Studio. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm coming after y'all. Anybody who does not share their face, like, if you, if I don't know who you are, don't come at me because you, it's your fault. I I don't think I've had that happen yet. But I mean, I'm not I'm not as in person with people as much as yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm I. I'm never around. But how <laughs> important is it, though? Isn't it? Well, yeah, like definitely like putting your face online mm-hmm. for sure. I have a lot. My client today literally said, oh, my God, I feel like I already know you as soon as she was walking up to the mm-hmm. door. And that is honestly like the biggest compliment. I was going to say because, it's one of the best feelings yeah, from It's clients. so hard to, one, put yourself out there mm-hmm. on the Internet, but to like to have people just accept you for what you are putting out yes. there and knowing that they're choosing you just for who you are on like what you present to them mm-hmm. that's just such a, such a good feeling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And especially when they go in there t- they tell their friends. Oh yeah, we do love that. Okay, here's a another interesting one. Are people courteous enough to get waxed before a spicy shoot? Do you recommend people go and do that? I don't even care. Like you're rocking what you're rocking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, some girls think a bush is hot. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll shoot and, your bush. Guys, I'll, yeah. dri- I'll drip honey in it. Go ahead. Yeah. Play. <laughs> like, I mean, I it's really your personal preference. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Who am I to tell you clean it up or yeah. not? Like, what? <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Okay, this next one. Do you think there's too much competition in boudoir photography? And do you have any tips on standing out in a saturated market? I don't. I, I'm, I'm like, do I think it's saturated? Photography in general, yes, I guess. I mean, there's photographers for everything. But, like, right. look at us. She's another boudoir photographer, and here I am, like, recommending her in Kentucky. Like, I- Right, but, like, at the end of the day, like, what's really your competition? Yourself. There's so—yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's so many people in this world that if you're afraid of so-and-so down the road taking yeah. five clients from you— that's a then you problem. You have a bad head. Like yeah. you are in a bad mindset and mm-hmm. you're here for the wrong reasons. Yes. Like yes. if you're not looking for someone to just empower, mm-hmm. you're worried about how many sessions she has. Mm-hmm. You're never going to grow right. as a business owner, as a photographer. Right. And again, if anything, you should be asking that person like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, can yeah, you help me? Can you help hey. me? Why don't we tag team? Let's yeah. have events together. Let's promote each other. Because, yeah. I mean, you could be a totally different style than them. Yeah. You could be mm-hmm. a totally different personality than them. I mean, you and I both shoot dark and moody and there's still a big difference between yeah. our work. Like yeah. people recognize what yours looks like, what mine looks for like. Sure. So um, do I think it's saturated? Ooh. That can go for anything. I mean, like any service i like think everything's saturated lawyers you <laughs> like know doctors what? like the- everybody wants to be their own boss and i don't feel like giving anyone like telling someone else like oh it's too saturated just yeah. to keep them out of the market is fair no like, their art is different than mine and you should be able Correct. to create the way you want yeah yeah absolutely so um what would be a tip for somebody to stand out then in a saturated market you better have a good personality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're, I honestly feel like my personality really does set yeah. set me apart. Mm-hmm. Like Florida was pretty saturated, whatever. Yeah, but still, word of mouth kept me booked just because of the client's experience. Like whether they're whipping out their photos or not, 
it doesn't matter. They're leaving on a high knowing that we just had a damn good time giggling mm-hmm. the entire time. They left feeling hot as hell. They look hot as hell. And that's what they're there to remember. And yeah. that's what they're going to look at their images and think. Mm-hmm. Like, and, if, and they'll remember the experience because of you. Right. Not because of other photographers right. <laughs> down the street or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess for me, a tip on standing out. I mean, I kind of mentioned this already. Show your face. Yeah, I mean, definitely show your face. I think, if, like, like you said, your personality. Put your personality like, online. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to show up and be on camera and like say what you need to say. I mean, your clients are looking for you specifically, your personality, your whatever you have to offer. Right. That maybe Courtney can't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know. So You're right. I think that's pretty simple. That is right. Um, oh, this is a good one. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned about being a business owner? Biggest lesson I, I honestly raise your prices. I should have raised my prices long ago. So uh, there was, I don't remember who it was that said it to me. I don't remember if it was a mentor of mine or where I saw it, to be honest. But I remember this person saying, as soon as you sell your highest package, you need to raise your prices. Yeah. And I live by by that. I totally have heard that before. Um, I agree. I Mm -hmm. think that um, I think let going, letting go of the money blocks. Yes, I, that's a huge. That's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And it is, especially when you're not used to charging people what, like you know, in the thousands, right? Um, I was making a list of all of the clients that I've ever had, you know, or that have reached out or whatever, and I've also been putting, um, if that person bought anything, how mm-hmm. much they spent, you know, all that's of good. that. That's good, and. That was one of the big things for me, too, was like trying to see how much that person spent and me realizing how much I charged them. And now what I charge. Right. And looking back and I'd be like, well, I wasn't confident in charging what I charge now. Obviously, I would never recommend that to somebody that's just starting out. I don't I don't think you can definitely start out. I mean, if you start out in your top tier, sure, go yeah. ahead. But I think there's room for growth. Absolutely. And if you try to start out at the top and you're not delivering the top, then what are you going to deliver when you are at the top? Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, um, like, I remember the first time that I finally went into the thousands and I made that first sale and I was like, <laughs> somebody bought this? Like, I can do really? that? I That's was funny. on such a high. Like I That's cute. I mean, I definitely do a little dance every time. Yeah. Any and honestly go, any again, of them because obviously my prices are set to where The thing you know. is too, like obviously we're business owners, so we get excited about money. Oh we have God. bills to pay, you know? Yeah. But well, it's not necessarily that. It's just more so like, wow, like somebody actually like believes in the art that I I knew I could create. Yes. Like, you know, like they saw the, the value in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That feels good. Yes. That's why we're doing little dances. Yes. Because not only are we creating like art and making women feel good, mm-hmm. we are exploring our passions yeah. and living out our dreams. Yes. Yeah. And, and you should not part. be broke. Do not be a broke artist. <laughs> Just to I mean, fit in a narrative for people, yeah. you know, like, again. You might start out broke. <laughs> Do y'all know how much cameras cost and lenses? Oh my goodness. Shoot spaces. There's a lot of overhead. Mm -hmm. There's a lot. That's another thing. If you're starting out, do the math. Yeah. Do the math. Don't just jump right into a studio. Mm -hmm. That's that's hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No. And no paid ads. uh, Well. I mean, here and there, but like. 
you know, <laughs> don't spend not starting out. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Don't spend a ton. No, on you have to do ads. your education right. on that stuff before you Absolutely. even get to that road. Um, oh, this is a good one. What is the hardest part about being a full time boudoir photographer? <laughs> Telling random people my job. So like in public, like, in the, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so Checking hard. Like Publix, whenever they yeah. like you're on a plane. Oh, or yeah. something and they see like your phone oh my gosh I do not even scroll my feed in public anymore like I remember sitting at the doctor's office one day and I was scrolling my feed and there was some guy sitting next to me and he literally like leaned over and he was like do I even want to know what you do for a living Ew. and I was like <laughs> you cannot look at my phone you don't and have a privacy screen no because oh. the tones when you post oh are different yeah, I'm weird oh. like that <laughs> well it depends on what your brightness is on too oh yeah that's a whole different story um for me the hardest thing is time management i mean it can go along with just i didn't want to like limit it to boudoir photographer but um time management is hard mm-hmm. um because i'm a mom too so i have to take my kid to school come back stay focused and do the things that i need to do with work right go back, pick her up from school, be a mom. And then sometimes I still have work to do when I pick her up. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I definitely I feel like I struggle with that a little bit more just because I have a toddler. Yeah. So, I mean, I do a lot of my work like nap time. Half the time nap time doesn't happen. So I'm working until like 3 a.m. So I really feel like the dedication is what (laughs) that entails. Like you have to you have to narrow that down. Yeah. Yeah. So. We have time for one more. Okay. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself at the beginning of your business journey? Mm, Chin up. Chin up. Like, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. It is seriously a roller coaster. And there's days where I'm ready to throw in the towel. But (laughs) then I realize that, like, I really am changing lives. Like, I really am making a difference. Mm -hmm. And that's, at the end of the day, that's what I'm here for. I love that. (laughs) I wrote mine down. Oh, my I God, said, you're so cute. <laughs> so I wouldn't forget. The boring stuff makes you more money in business than anything else. Ooh. So your systems, your structure, organization, communication, and strategy. Okay. That was a good one. Thank you. Damn, you just hit me like that. <laughs> you're so, so inspirational, though. I'm thinking business. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't go business-wise. <laughs> Yeah. So that was a big thing for me when I started. I wanted to make sure I didn't even know that you had to have contracts, especially in boudoir, because it is so, again, intimate. You have to protect yourself as an artist, Mm -hmm. as a creative and as a business owner, but also your client. I feel like contracts are they're not only there to protect you, but they are definitely there to protect the client as well. Yeah. Like I being I've I had a client this week that was like, oh, I didn't have a contract with the shoot. And now her images are on a fetish website. <gasps> like I could oh not God. imagine being that person. You know what I mean? Wow. Taking her images and putting them somewhere that they couldn't be. But how did that like how did you not have a contract thinking yes. like how did a photographer like that walk in there and be like, you know, like she could go after him if she wanted. Yeah. Like that's not okay. Yeah. So I think contracts are very big. And although mm-hmm. it's very scary and it's hard to introduce, like it can be intimidating to be like, oh, here's my contract. Like yeah. sign it. Mm-hmm. It's it's necessary. Yeah. It's definitely I mean, necessary. think about when you go to a lawyer. Mm-hmm. 
even like dentist's office and like whatever, you're mm-hmm. filling out all this paperwork. Why would it be any different for photography? Right. I mean, you're working one on one with someone mm-hmm. like you. You both need to be protected. Yeah, definitely. And I can go into detail in another podcast <laughs> about what you probably should be including. But that's a big one. And all the systems too, like whatever CRM you have, mm-hmm. um, whether that's for uh, questionnaires, invoices, anything along those lines, look for something that'll help you kind of like streamline your process and make mm-hmm. it seamless and easy. Also for your clients, like not just for yourself, but your right. clients don't want to be confused getting like random things or maybe not getting anything at all. And then they have yeah. all these questions and you're like, oh, I guess oh, I, I should have sent them something, you know, to like answer those questions. Do like a prep guy. really not like, prep their clients? Yes. I know a lot of people that just mm-hmm. walk in and I are guess like, I've never thought about that. I hold my clients' hands the entire way. Like, yes, the minute they're my DMs, to. like, they get emails and, like, everything they need to know. Mm-hmm. Half of them don't read it, yeah. but then they t- pop in my text messages, and yeah. I am quick to respond or get on the phone with them. It mm-hmm. just, like, it's very intimidating. Yeah. So I, I could never imagine expecting someone to show up to get naked for me, and I have not even prepared them for it. Yes. Like, that's a, bi- that's a really big thing, actually, now mm-hmm. that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good. <laughs> <laughs> good one. <laughs> good one. <laughs> well, we're out of time, but thank you guys so much for watching another episode of Boudoir and Beyond. Like I said, uh, make sure to follow us on every platform. Make sure to follow Courtney. And if you are in Kentucky or nearby, make sure to check I'm out silly. her studio. <laughs> um Oh, another thing. I did close down my studio, but I am still booking here in Dallas. But we are taking things on the road next month. We'll be in Utah. I still have two spots left. So if you're interested, please come out and see us.